0: Welcome, everyone, to the NBA Gambling Podcast, part of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. It is Monday, January 23rd, currently 11.02 on the East Coast, here to break down the NBA betting card for Monday. And joining me, as usual, on these Monday pods, you guys know him as the villain, the superstar of the show. It's Terrell Furman Jr. Terrell, what's going on, my
1: man? Oh, what's going on, Off? We're here back for another week in the association. Yep, another week in the association.
0: Um, I don't know where to start, man. Uh, weekend, I guess we can start there. Um, not Denver a lost lot. a game at home. Denver did lose a game at home. They did not have uh, the Joker last night, but I was watching this game and the amount of free throws that the Denver Nuggets missed in this game was pretty much the difference in this game, Terrell. I think they went like, yeah, seventeen of thirty-three from the free throw line for fifty-one point five percent. So Denver finally regresses at home. They uh, are now twenty-two and four at home. Mm-hmm. Um, what else you got for the from the weekend? Anything else that stuck out to you?
1: uh for the weekend no i mean me me and scott so me and scott little victory lap we were sitting there i said that it was either pacers or thunder scott just went just went ahead and said thunder so um if you listen to scott you didn't even worry about the pacers but i was like pacers or thunder they're gonna take a l they haven't looked that good at this uh road trip at all Mm -hmm. and yesterday i got a very nice cash with nets money line nets for seven and a half point dogs in golden state i was able to cash really really nicely with that it was Everything just kind of looked like it was the next day. You had reverse line movement in that game. You had a whole bunch of money coming in on Golden State. Golden State first game at home after a road trip. You know, we kind of want to fade teams in that spot. So it looked like a really good spot where I just blindly took the Nets and uh, the Nets money line and that was able to come through. Nets are showing that they they can adjust to life without KD. Two yeah. very good wins in a row on the road here. You got a win at Utah, got a win at Golden State. Golden State, extremely tough place to play. So uh two of the best home court environments between Golden State, Denver. I know that um, Memphis is in there as well, but two of those three lost. So Yeah. Um,
0: I think the uh the game of the night last night may have been The back and forth between the Lakers and the uh, Blazers last night. Well, Um, do you
1: really call it a back and forth? It was more of one side, and then it was the other side. (laughs) Yeah, it's a tale of two halves. Choked
0: away early. Yeah, Um, yeah, yeah. You know the the tale of two halves. Portland outscored the Lakers forty-five to thirteen in that second half. of plus plus thirty-two and then the lakers just in the second half just absolutely come out of the locker room on fire outscored the blazers 75 to 41. Uh they get the victory in portland last night 121-112. Um never news i think anthony davis should be back later this week from all the things that i saw over the weekend about reports about anthony davis returning mm-hmm. so i think later this week they should be uh, getting uh Anthony Davis back for the Lakers. Lakers
1: quietly have turned it on. The you know, yeah. they got to win. They got to win in Memphis. We got to talk about that a little bit. They got that not in Memphis, but in LA against Memphis, mm-hmm. and they were, you know, what seven and a half point dogs in that game. Yeah, uh, Shannon Sharp about to fight the entire Memphis <laughs> roster, including <laughs> T. Morant. So you got to throw that out there, like you know. Uh, but the Lakers have turned it on, and they're playing better basketball. So. You know, you look at their record, they're, what, 22 and 25 now? I think that they Mm -hmm. uh, have a winning record over their past 35 games in association. Now, Tuesday, their next game is going to be rough, and we'll see if they finally end the curse there. But they're playing the Clippers.
0: Yeah. They got the Clippers on Tuesday. Um, And then I think maybe not till maybe Saturday they they've get back uh, Anthony Davis in a game against the Boston Celtics, which will be – Saturday night prime time and uh or maybe for the road trip because they do want a five game road trip starting Saturday to Boston to Brooklyn uh against the Knicks, Pacers, and then uh, to end it against the <clears throat> excuse me, the Pelicans. So um
1: yeah, they think, rather Yeah, go ahead. No, no, I was just I was talking about the playoff race.
0: Yeah. I mean where yeah. are they sitting here? Are they in that playoff bracket right now?
1: No, they're so they're right outside looking in. But if you look at it, you have we can even go like Everything is separated by like five games, but if you sit here at seven, you have Phoenix and Minnesota at twenty four and twenty four, mm-hmm. Utah there at twenty four twenty five, Golden State there at twenty three twenty four at ten, and then right under them, Oklahoma City at twenty three twenty four, Lakers at twenty two twenty five, Portland at twenty one
0: twenty five. It's the Lakers are. Two games behind the Clippers for the sixth seed and they're only four games behind the fourth seed um in the Western Conference right now. So Is outside- anybody
1: like that's this is where if you want our futures better and you yeah. want to get in on a buy low spot for a lot of teams, now is the time to do it.
0: Yeah, I agree. Let's take a look at what the Lakers are actually to maybe make the playoffs at this point. Let's see. Lakers, right now, I don't see them on the board. Uh, let me see if I can find out another book um, in the meantime. But uh,
1: yeah, look, I think this is the best case scenario for them. For you to be three games under 500 mm-hmm. and you're, what would you say, five games of a, four games of a four seed? Yep. Yeah, they're four games of a four seed, five games from the three seed. Like yeah. if you're in that situation and Anthony Davis is coming back, if you just. Now, what we can't assume anything with Anthony Davis, with <laughs> why with Paul George, and the clip all can't assume anything. But if you are three games under 500 and you are sniffing a playoff spot before Anthony Davis comes back, I think that's a success.
0: Yeah, I think for the Lakers right now, what kind of has been their downfall is they haven't been very good in their division, they're only one and eight inside yep. their division. So, um, I mean, yeah, like we mentioned, they're two games back beyond the Clippers for that sixth spot, four games beyond the fourth seed and five games beyond that third seed. So um, big game for them tomorrow night on Tuesday against the Clippers, um, who now look like they've finally got Kawhi Leonard looking like Kawhi Leonard again, and Paul George is back in the mix as well. So again, like Terrell said, we can't assume anything with those guys' health um, going forward for the NBA season. But again, I think. Yeah, if you're in a Lakers fan or even a Clippers fan, it's just good to have uh, your superstars on the floor for you, uh, trying to make a playoff push. Um, what were your thoughts on the Shannon Sharp situation? Did you take anything away from that, or is this no, you know, no? no it was, was just was- fun. No, it's just
1: yeah. it, that, that's what that's what we do. Like that's yep. what we do. You get separates get hot, flames get hot. You know, you know, Shannon Sharp going ride for Braun and the Lakers. You know, Dylan Brooks and. Memphis ain't gonna back down nobody. You know, T. Morant went in there, said his little piece too. Like they was dapping each other up at the game. It ain't nothing yeah. serious. Like I, yeah. I ain't see, I didn't see Shannon's show today, but I doubt he made anything big of it if he even talk about it. Like it's he, not Yeah, he issued an apology. He issued
0: he issued like a two and a half minute apology um, for what what whatever happened uh, at that game against the Grizzlies. So yeah, it is what it is. It's just you know.
1: Yeah, Whatever. they was drinking a little bit. Everybody yeah. having a good time. Like <laughs> it was one. It was one message where it said, "When well, your two drunk uncles forget why they was even mad at each other, and they show uh, T and Shannon dapping each other yeah. up." So yeah, man, it won't nothing serious.
0: Yeah. Uh, anything else from the weekend, Terrell? Nah, nah. Let's get it. All right, let's uh, dive into the schedule for uh, Monday. Here we'll kick it off here with. Uh, the first game on the board, will go with the Milwaukee Bucks in Detroit tonight to take on the Detroit Pistons. Uh, this line opened up in favor of the Milwaukee Bucks at minus 11 and a half. That number is now at minus 11 um, consensus at most books. Total opened about 231. That number is up to around 235 and a half. Do see some 236 and a half, uh, 236 out there as well. Uh, Looking at the injury report for both of these teams uh, for the Milwaukee Bucks, looks like everybody is going to be a go here tonight, including Chris Middleton, who is officially probable here tonight, and also Giannis, who's missed the last, I think, week or so with uh, dealing with knee soreness. He should be back here tonight against the Detroit Uh Pistons as well. Uh, For the Pistons, um, Killian Hayes is questionable. Tonight and let's see, Marvin Bagley is out, and as well as Isaiah Stewart is out, so they're going to be a little bit thin up front. uh Are the Detroit Pistons? But Terrell, let's start with the side here. Uh Currently over on WinBet minus eleven in favor of the Milwaukee Bucks as a road favorite in Detroit tonight. What are you thinking?
1: Yeah, I know we get in Detroit in double digits, but I just don't know if I can fade the Bucks in this in this spot with just the Detroit's inability to even be competitive towards the end of games. Like, I I truly do not know. Detroit can get blown out in the first half. They can get blown out in the second half. And, you know, I think that they are a scrappy team. They're a young team. When they're getting a bunch of points, you do like favoring those teams just because of the fact that, you know, they want to go out there and compete. They're going to go out there and compete every night. They're going to try- attempt their best because they're getting minutes. They're getting opportunity. They're in the NBA. But for Detroit, I just – Especially with the fact that Milwaukee is now coming back probably at full strength in this game. Mm-hmm. I don't expect any type of rust off Giannis at all whatsoever. It's just not a part of this game for him to be rusty on a game back. Like it's either he has a good game or he has a bad game. And I promise you, at nine times out of ten, he has a good game than a bad game. So yeah. uh I I'm I think Giannis is gonna be in his form. Chris Middleton may be a little inefficient from the field. Yeah. Just because he's more of getting his shots, jump shots. Uh, outside three-point shots. like So he may be a little bit inefficient from the field, but I expect to Chris Milton to have a good contribution, at least offensively, where he keeps the offense flowing, he keeps the ball moving, he makes sure that it doesn't get stagnant, he makes sure that they always get the best available shot. Whether he makes it or miss it, now that's going to be something else, but he's going to make sure they get the best available shot, whether it's him or anybody else. So uh, just in terms of basketball, I don't think this is even close with the Milwaukee Bucks. However, I do like Denver here in the first half. Not Denver. uh, Detroit. Detroit. I do like Detroit here in the first half. And I think that Detroit has, just because of that fact that the young guys are going to want to go out there, they see Giannis on the other side of the court, they see, you know, not defending champions, but they see NBA champions on the other side of the court, and they want to get up for that game. They want to play hard for that game. Now, do they Mm -hmm. keep it up for the course of 48 minutes? I don't think so, but I think that this is a spot where we've seen them in the past be able to – hand-serve, hold-serve with these good teams, at least for a half. So I like Pistons in the first half catching points, but I think that they unravel in the second half and just kind of ultimately take the game away.
0: Yeah, I wanted to take the Pistons' uh, points full game here, but it kind of just looking at it deeper, it just feels like that eventually the Milwaukee Bucks just – the pure talent the overall better roster just going to take over at the end for the uh, bucks and pull away by double digits in this game. And yeah, I like your angle about the first half um, with the Pistons getting the number at home. Uh can't argue that, but I think eventually in the second half, the Milwaukee bucks will definitely pull away. And you're right. Like Giannis should again get do Giannis things. He's only missed about, I want to say five to six games for the uh, Bucs dealing with that knee soreness. Again, like you said, that Chris Middleton might have a little more rust or he might be on a minutes restriction here tonight coming back since he hasn't played since December 15th for the uh, Milwaukee Bucks. But I think a guy that we haven't really talked about in the absence of those two guys has been how well Drew Holiday has been playing. Uh, for the Milwaukee Bucks, especially over the last five games, where he's averaging 27.2 points per game and close to 10 assists per game. So uh-huh. um, I think he should continue doing what he's doing uh, or he has been doing over the last five games. Pistons have really struggled defending the perimeter. So I think uh, Drew Holiday should have his away again here tonight uh, against this Pistons team. Uh, thoughts on the total here. Terrell is currently sitting at 236.
1: Oh, man, it's a lot of money on that over right now. Probably because Giannis and Chris Middleton are probable.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I'm still going to go under. I think it's going to be a little bit of rust. Like I said, I think that Detroit makes this a game in the first half, so I think the first half has a good chance of going under. Uh, Mil- under is 6-17 and 17 in Milwaukee's away games this season. I think that this is just kind of a spot where they said, all right, this is a good bring-back squad to get the whole squad together. Like We're not trying to do too much, we're just trying to get the whole squad together. And it's a double digit lead, so it makes me a double digit, double digit spread. Excuse me, so it makes me yeah. think that you know one side isn't going to hold up there at end of the scoring. So I'm I'm going to back the under. full game under. I think under. I like the first half just a little bit more, okay. especially with Detroit coming back from overseas. So yeah. I think that Detroit can have some shooting struggles, have some jet lag, have you know they still. I've been overseas and I didn't just take, you know, a day or two days or whatever it was to get right. Like it took me a little bit. So uh, I I think that this is a good under spot for the full game. Give me under 236. Yeah. Milwaukee, the
0: best under team, I believe, this season, at least on the road, 16 and seven. Uh, Detroit, on the other end, at home, has been really good uh, towards the over, though. But again, like Terrell mentioned, I agree 100 percent. It's sad you're coming back from overseas in that game against Paris or in Paris, um, which was on Thursday, I mean, it still might take you a little bit to kind of, you know, adjust your body clock and things like that um, in this game, or at least for the next couple games. So, yeah, I feel like it, it'll be 115 to 100, something, like, something in that range, somewhere it does fall under the total in this game. Um, player props in this game, if anything, you're looking at, Terrell?
1: Uh... I think that I will be on – is
0: anything really popping out? I will say this, that Giannis has had five straight games against the Pistons where he scored 30 or more points. Um, Mm. And if we do think that he's going to just pick up where he left off, his points right now is currently sitting at 28.5. Yeah,
1: I mean, 28.5, I didn't think it would fall that low. You know, Giannis gets to the point where he's at 32, 33. Uh, so, yeah, I, I guess I, I take a little stab at Giannis. My fear is that – and, I mean, honestly, if it goes my way of game script, then Giannis doesn't, isn't going to be afraid to be sitting down. Like, you're not afraid of Giannis missing time in this game because I think that the Pistons are able to keep it close for the first half, be, keep mm-hmm. it close for the majority of the game, and then eventually the Bucks pull away. And that's going to lead to Giannis playing more minutes and still being able to play minutes. So, yeah, I like Giannis uh, over 28 and a half points. I didn't know that that line was that low. Yeah, But – in terms of on the boards, I'll wait for them to put his number out there because I'm sure it's going to be shorter because he's sure. going back to the bench. But I'm back on Bobby Portis, man. Right. Now, I'm still on Bobby Portis. I'm still on the way. Even though he's coming off the bench, he gets double-doubles off the bench. Yep. Uh, in my opinion, he should be in the conversation for six man of the year. Yeah. With what he's been able to do on both sides of the court, what he's been able to do on the boards, what he's been able to do scoring. So I would throw him in the conversation. I wouldn't say that he's a winner, but I think he should definitely be in the conversation. And yeah, so Bobby Portis double double price is probably going to be super nice, too, because he's coming back off the bench.
0: Yeah. I was also looking for Jalen Duren's rebounds here tonight as well. Uh, He's back. I know he missed a couple games with an injury for the uh, Pistons, but he did play in that game in Paris where he did have, I believe, yeah. And they brought rebounds. him off the bench. Yeah. Uh, but now you don't have. Bench. Yeah. Isaiah, Isaiah Stewart in this game, no Marvin Bagley as well. So I think he should be getting the bulk of the minutes, especially in that front court uh, for the uh, for the Detroit Pistons. So I'll be looking for his uh, either rebounds yeah, I love and double-double as well. Yeah,
1: I love that play, too. Anything else for the if I were for- to If I were to play yeah. Detroit, if I were to play Detroit what it would be nothing but the money line i'm not gonna waste my time with 11 but yeah i would i would look for some props like that to back me with detroit
0: yep all right let's get over to the next game of the night it's going to be the boston celtics in orlando take on the magic um start with the line here this number opened up in favor of the boston celtics minus seven and a half Number is at minus eight across the board. Total up in about 232. That number's been bent down to 230. Um, Looking at the injury report for the Boston Celtics, they will be a little thin at the guard position. No Marcus Smart here tonight, and no Malcolm Brogdon either. Robert Williams is officially questionable here tonight for the Boston Celtics. And then for the Orlando Magic, pretty clean injury report. Um, Still waiting for Chumo KK to get back. And Jonathan Isaac is officially questionable here tonight. For the Orlando Magic, uh, Terrell. Let's start with the side here minus eight in favor of the Boston Celtics in Orlando uh, taking
1: on the Magic. Where are the guys that the Magic dominate this series for four for four games this season. Sometimes the team just has your number. I mean, the three and zero versus the Celtics against the spread, two and one straight up with the two being a back to back home set mm-hmm. in Boston i mean they this might be a team that just has their number now i'm not gonna back it i'm gonna just go ahead and say celtics probably is your better bet now mm-hmm. of course i'm not you know putting my hard-earned dollars on celtics minus eight against anybody but i think if you do you have a really good chance with boston here just one because of the live movement there's about over 50 percent of the bets on orlando and you're getting to about 80 percent of the money on orlando so People are really on Orlando, sharps on Orlando, but the lines stand staying still. The line's not moving. The line actually went up. It opened up at seven and a half. It's now currently at eight. Yeah. And uh, I'll be watching line movement in this game later on just to see what it, what happens and if it does come down with that money on Orlando or if they're standing serve and saying that, hey, this Boston team has figured it out and they're going to come out here and be able to get a win against the Magic team who was bottom of the league. Like at the end of the day, they're still bottom of the league. So, mm-hmm. um probably a good spot to back Boston here, especially with the line movement. I think that's really my determining factor to see what happens with that line. If I see that line getting eight and a half, then it's pretty safe to go ahead and fire on Boston there. But if that line comes down or is starting to be some buyback, then it's a complete no bet for me.
0: Yeah, Jason Tatum didn't play the last game um, against Toronto, which was on Saturday. AM. So a little extra rest for him. Jalen Brown did play in that game. Boston still got the victory there. 106-104 against Toronto. Um
1: And uh this is three games and four nights for Orlando. Orlando, Orlando yeah. had about five days off mm-hmm. and then played two games back to a back-to-back set. And now they're playing this one on a Monday. So, yeah, three games and four nights for them. So rest factor is not on their side.
0: Yeah, I definitely lean here with the Boston Celtics. Um, But again, we've seen where... Like you mentioned, Orlando has covered the number in.
1: Yeah, 3-0. 3-0 ACS yeah. against the Celtics this season.
0: Yeah. Um, you know, one thing that does concern me, that Orlando's defense has just not been very good over the last 10 games here um, from an efficiency standpoint. Their defensive rating, at least over the last 10 games, I believe was bottom three in the league. Let me take double check that. Yeah. Um, no, I'm, sh- I'm sorry. They're actually number 18 over the last 10 games for their three-point defenses. have kind of stuck out, which has been absolutely abysmal over the last 10 games. So I think that's where maybe oh. the Boston Celtics can have the advantage as far as uh, knocking three-point shots down. They're allowing about 14 makes per game are the Orlando magic and allowing a uh, team to shoot about 36.2%, which is around league average. But um you know, maybe look at Orlando early. And because, like, you know, Terrell, you mentioned there that this is their third game in four nights. That dude, maybe they get some tired legs. And at that point, maybe Boston pulls away. So maybe take a look at Orlando early in the first half here. Um, Thoughts on the total here,
1: 230? Uh, yeah, let's go over. Does... Yeah, I'll go over. That's my fate of Boston is that okay. Boston's not going to be able to hold the Magic to under 100 or so points or Magic will still be able to find ways to score the basketball. I, I like Boston's team total, though. I think this is a game Boston gets up for, especially after they lost the last two at home against this team. Like You're not overlooking them. You were probably okay. overlooking them maybe earlier, but you're not overlooking this team at all this time. You're going to have a full allotment. I think Boston's team total over is probably the best way to go.
0: Yeah, I was leaning towards the over in this game as well, just because defensively, Orlando just has not been very good. I mean, take a look at some of their final scores of the last couple games.
1: Boston has 120 in, in three of the last four, too, and the only one yeah. being a road game in Toronto. So, I mean, you're not surprised that they didn't score 120 there yeah um i mean last game orlando 138 118
0: loss to the wizards they did beat the pelicans 123 110 they lost to denver 119 116. uh so i think all three of those games did end up going over the total um i would have to check that denver one but again did go over there uh 230 which is projected here tonight um yeah i would lean towards the over in this game as well but orlando at home um they're 14 and 9 towards the over 11 and 8 towards the over as a home underdog um, I think that at least from you know Boston, they'll get their points, and they, it'll just be a matter of if Orlando is able to you know put up one hundred and five hundred and seven hundred ten points just to get this number over the total. Um, player props in this game here, throw anything that you do like.
1: Yeah, uh, I, I think Robert Williams inserted in the starting lineup probably has to be like he's gotta get a double double in this game like he's gotta be able to to contest Wendell Carter and Bobo all those bigs that they have uh but I'm back on Friends Wagner Friends mm-hmm. Wagner I'm I'm still on Friends Wagner his points is 19 and a half he gets there man he gets there it's just because he fi- he moves so well off ball like he moves so well off ball being able to cut to the basket being able to get open and be able to Profit off of the attention that Paolo Carol gives. Like, I think Bencarro and Friends Wagner is a really, really good tandem that they should keep together just because Bancaro of course, can get his own shot, do his own thing. And I see Bencarro's points is actually lower than his 18 and a half Wagner's 19 and a half. So it seems like the books are starting to catch on that Wagner is actually the play to go with these games. Like he's the guy that always finds a way to get open, always finds a way to the basket. So I'm on Wagner again, over 19 and a half points He cash in the first half for me last time. I'll take mm-hmm. it again.
0: Yeah, I'm surprised I see bankers number lower. Um, he's had 20 or more points in all three matchups this season. Uh, against the boston celtics yeah 31 in the last game uh 20 in that first game in that back-to-back in boston and they had 23 at home mm-hmm. um, early in the season so it seems like both you know, wagner and pancaro are having success against the celtics team
1: i mean when you think about it you know, they're not going to get marcus smart marcus smart's not big enough of a guard to be able to guard to he's strong enough but he's not big enough they can raise yeah. up over both of them both of them are, do pretty good shooting a basketball mm-hmm. so i I think that that's why I'm like I kind of like the over. I just hope that it's not a spot where Boston just locks in defensively on the road, but because I can see Ben Carroll having a game, I can see friends Wagner having a game. Like I think both of those two should be in 20 points per game territory of this game. And ultimately if it gets to a point, I may even choose this to be the Markel folks double, double game because uh, just the fact that Boston hasn't done anything, you know, necessarily nuclear for me to like them defensively over the past few games. Hmm. And if these two are active, I got to assume Markel Fultz is finding ways to get them to basketball. I just hope it's not in isolation on Ben Carroll. So yeah, no, give me, this could be the Markel Fultz double, double game. This could be it.
0: I was looking at Mark, sorry, uh, Derek white in this game, as far as points prop here tonight, or maybe even a stinky double double as well um he will be the starting guard again without mark malcolm broggan and marcus smart here tonight for the boston celtics um i think the one game that he did uh start and both of those guys were not in the game he did post a double double uh for the uh boston celtics So i would be looking at that here i like his points here tonight it's at 12 and a half um let me see if they have posted the double double numbers yet. No, I don't uh,
1: see anything for his assists. I'm looking for it. Uh, I think I saw five and a half at plus
0: 125. Yeah, that's what I see for okay. Derek White. Marco Fultz is also at five and a half at plus 110. Uh, Derek White double double 15 to one. Marco Fultz stuff 15 to one as well.
1: Yeah, yeah, I like it. I think you have right. a good chance. Anything uh, else for this game? No, no, I think I'm good. All right. I think I'm, I'm waiting for that line movement. If I get a line movement towards the magic, then I may come in on the magic here just because no smart, no Brockton. But
0: yeah,
1: as all of right. right now, this, this line sitting at eight and eight's kind of a key number in the NBA, mm. but this line sitting at eight, it, it, it's just telling me that they really don't know. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh,
0: before we keep it moving here, let me tell you guys where you can get down on all these uh, sides, totals, and player props. That's going to be over at WinBet. WinBet is the official online sportsbook of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. WinBet is active in a bunch of states, and there's a ton of ways to win, including live betting and same-game parlays. Great promos, odds, and payouts are happening right now at WinBet. And if you're ready to play, sign up today to receive a special offer. Bet 100, get 100, limited state availability. And, of course, if you hit the biggest long-shot parlay of the week, you get a $1,000 free credit. There's so much to choose from. All you have to do is head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash winbet so they know that we sent you. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-I-N-N-B-E-T. Offers up to change terms and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 20 words or older and present in the state where playthrough play-through winbet is available. If you or somebody you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. All right, let's get over to the third game of the night. It's going to be a eight o'clock Eastern start between the Atlanta Hawks in Chicago here tonight to take on the Bulls. Uh, this line opened up in favor of the Chicago Bulls at minus one. That number has pretty much stayed the course at minus one. Uh, total opened up at two thirty seven and a half. That number has actually been bet up to two thirty nine. Do see some two thirty nine and a halves out there as well. Looking at the injury report for both of these teams, for the Atlanta Hawks, uh, pretty clean injury report. Only person on there is Onyeka Okongwu. He has uh, left hamstring tightness. And then for the Chicago Bulls, Gordon Drogic is questionable with a non-COVID-related illness. And Javante Green continues to con- um, recover, I'm sorry, from the right knee surgery. Uh, so let's we'll start with the side here. Uh, minus one in favor of the Chicago Bulls. What are you thinking about this game?
1: Yeah, I mean, for – excuse me – Okongwu, that's kind of uh, addition by subtraction for the Hawks because now they don't have to decide, are we starting Clint or are we not? We got to start Clint Capella because we need a big body around Vucevic. Vucevic has been going absolutely crazy these past few games. Yeah. Like, when you just sit here and go through his points total – He's a first basket aficionado, so everybody that's been talking, asking, hey, we need first basket plays, first basket plays. Well, I mean, Vucevic has been cashing them, and he's been cashing them at a pretty high clip for first basket. I think he's somewhere around the 20 maybe like 15%, something like that. But that's a lot for first basket, and I think that's profitable in that lane and aspect if that's what you're into. But for me, I'm taking Chicago at home. I'm not taking land on the road. I really don't trust land on the road too, too mm-hmm. much, as we all know, just historically not a very good road team. I And I think that this is a spot where Vucevic kind of is the deciding factor of what he's been able to do recently, add that into what Derard Rosen can add to this team. And the Bulls slowly, slowly digging themselves out of the hole that they dug themselves into. Very good win against the Warriors. Go across the water get a win on get a win in paris they played a good team stuff they played a good team stuff. they played teams over 500 last time i checked wow i don't think atlanta's a good team they're still above 500 they're still above them in the playoff rankings i think this is a spot that the bulls get up for at home so i'm gonna rock with the bulls
0: yeah i like the bulls here as well i think atlanta is in a tricky uh scheduling spot here as well um i think they've played i think it's five and eight nights or something like that um i was doing the notes here um
1: but yeah yeah since last monday they played four games yeah yeah so so since last one yeah since last monday they played in four games they played at home against the heat mm -hmm. on the road against the mavericks back home again against the knicks Another home game against the Hornets where they played Saturday. They lost that one, 122-118. Yeah. And then now you're going on the road again. So you've been traveling over the course of the week. You've actually mm-hmm. gotten up and traveled how many days? You traveled on Tuesday when you went from Atlanta to Dallas. Then you traveled again probably, what, Wednesday night, Thursday, mm-hmm. when you traveled from back to uh, back to Atlanta. And now you're traveling again, what, yesterday probably? And yeah. you're, it, it, it does seem like a very weird, you're not sitting down. You're probably tired after this last week.
0: Yeah, I agree. Um, so I'll lay the point here with Chicago. I know Chicago is also coming back from that, you know, trip tripping uh, from uh, Paris, but. Mm -hmm. they probably got back what on friday they've had the weekend off saturday sunday and you know now you're back at home but chicago i think they're playing good basketball like you mentioned they get up the season against great or good basketball teams i know last season it was complete opposite for them where they were just absolutely getting crushed by better teams Mm -hmm. they were doing well against the bottom feeders but that has flipped the season and again they're in they're in that that race, like we talked about, with, with like the Lakers are in the Western Conference, the Bulls are in the Eastern Conference as well. So, these all these wins are going to matter uh, for totally. the Chicago Bulls. So, I'll lay the point here. I think both DeMar DeRozan and um, at least the big three uh, will be. Um, continue to play well here. Like you mentioned, Vucevic has been on a tear. He's been doing well rebounding the basketball, especially against the Atlanta Hawks. DeMar DeRozan, just the king of the mid-range. He should get his here as well. So I'll lay the point here with you with the Chicago Bulls here at home. Um, Total here has been bet up. It's all the way up to 239. Um, Atlanta, just not very good defensively. I mean, we talked about their final scores of the past couple games here, but what are you thinking about the total in this game here, Terrell?
1: I understand why it's this high, but I don't know. I think I want to. I think I want to go under and just fade. Like if I'm going to fade Detroit for the same reasons of the travel, then why would I not fade the Bulls in the same way that I think they're just going to be a little inefficient today? Like I, I think they still win. I, I think yeah. they still muscle out a win and lock in in the second half. But maybe this is another first half under for me where. I just say that I think these guys come out a little bit flat, a little bit inefficient. Of they just had the travel. One, we talked about. We just talked about all the travel that Atlanta had, and now you're talking about Bo- not Boston, but Chicago going mm-hmm. all the way over to Paris and back in the span of a week. Yeah, so I think I'm gonna go under here, but I probably won't bet this one.
0: I'd probably still go with the uh, over here in this game. I know it's a big number, but I don't know. I don't, Atlanta Hawks defense is, it's non-existent right now. I mean, we talked about some of the final scores of their last five games. Um, they had that 130 to 122 victory, excuse me, over the Dallas Mavericks. 139, 124 against the Knicks. And then they lost one twenty-two, 118. So they've given up 120 plus points over the last three games but despite mm-hmm. uh, they've won two out of those three games. So right now it just seems like they're trying to outscore their opponent here. So um, yeah, I'll lean with the over in this game, player props in this game. Uh, I know you talked about Vucevic. Anybody else?
1: Yeah. Vucevic, man, De'Rosa Rosen's assist prop has been cashing. Like, uh, let me, let me pull that up and let me get his last 10 games. Cause I played that when they went overseas at his first game back. And, it's really because he has the ball in his hand. And so if teams come trap, teams come try to get the ball out of his hand any way possible. And he's able to find an open shooter or open guy. Yeah. But he had five last game overseas. It was at four and a half. So you know, I bet it it was at four and a half. So he got five, three, seven, six, three, four, three, five, five, nine, ten. And I could keep going five, five, six. Like he always hangs around that number. And if it is, if it's at that four and a half still, I, I love it. I, I'm gonna continue to bet DeMar DeRozan's assist as long as it's under four and a half.
0: It is at four and a half right now at minus one oh five is what I'm seeing. Um and I'll just kind of redraw what he's doing, at least against the Atlanta Hawks, in a uniform, uh in the uniform of the Chicago Bulls. So ten eight three eight eight five. So,
1: yeah. If they, and the Hawks aren't afraid to trap. Like, the Hawks aren't mm-hmm. afraid to trap on defense. And so that, that opens everything up. Now, you could get a hockey assist. That kind of, you know, is very unfortunate. Luca uh, suffers from that a lot, getting a hockey yeah. assist where it doesn't really come up on his stat sheet. But everybody knows that that person only got open because Luca drew the pressure. I think this is a good spot for DeMarna Rosen.
0: Keeps his assists assist? going. Can you should get a half an assist for hockey assist in basketball.
1: Yeah, like some. I, So that and I think that if you like if you dish the ball to somebody cutting inside and they foul him and they make both free throws, you should get an assist for that. Yeah, I think you should 100% get an assist for that because you you started that interaction. You got him to the line. You know, he was he was strong enough and finished at the line. But I think you should 100% get an assist for that.
0: Yeah, I agree 100%. Um, Anything else for this game? Uh, No, no, I'm good. All right, let's keep it rolling here. Next game on the schedule, it's going to be the Minnesota Timberwolves against the Houston Rockets. Um, This line opened up in favor of the Minnesota Timberwolves, minus 6.5. The number's now been bet down to minus 5.5. Total opened up at 236. The number's now down to 234 at most spots. Uh, Looking at the injury report for both of these teams, for the Minnesota Timberwolves, uh, Rudy Gobert is questionable here tonight. Uh, Torian Prince is also questionable here tonight. Um, Jordan McLaughlin is also out tonight. And I didn't even know they had Breen Forbes on their roster, but he is questionable here tonight with an illness. Uh, for the Rockets, Kevin Porter Jr. is going to be out for this game. And Jabari Smith is also questionable here tonight for the Rockets. So two of their five stars may be out here for the Rockets. It's going to be a second game. Of a back-to-back situation here uh, in Houston, uh, the first game I believe was in Minnesota. Now they're traveling back here to Houston to uh, play each other again in as many nights. Uh, Terrell, let's start with the side here minus five. Let's call it in favor of. Sorry, minus five and a half in favor of the Minnesota Timberwolves mm-hmm. in
1: Houston here tonight. Yeah, I'm taking. I'm taking Houston. I'm going with the back-to-back game set. Taking the dog. Uh, taking the other team that lost. And I really, really, because I I didn't like anything I saw from Minnesota in the first game. Mm -hmm. To be honest, I don't like anything I see from Minnesota overall. I just don't think that they're a good team. And whereas this Houston squad, they get up for games like they get up for games. They're better at home, a respectable, somewhat respectable record at home uh, in terms of against the spread where they are nine, ten and two. And depending on, you know, those two games, you probably got a win or a loss somewhere here or there. So that fluctuate. But nine, ten and two basically it's not decent. Like, I guess decent, especially for a team that's actively going towards the lottery mm-hmm. and uh six and fifteen straight up, but eight and fourteen on the road for Minnesota, not good there. I just like I like getting this Houston team on this terrible losing streak. They've lost their last what what they lost their last ten games straight. Uh, I think it's like 12 or something, but let me double check. <laughs> yeah, it's been really bad. And then they, they've covered even thirteen. Thirteen straight. Yeah. Oh, that's a great number. Yeah, straight ends at thirteen. That, that that's a great number. Straight ends at 13. I was gonna say something else. I don't even care anymore. That that's exactly what <laughs> I needed. All right, Houston money line. What's that money line at? Sometimes um, when you hear your angel number, when you hear your angel plus one eighty three through, yeah, plus one eighty. I'll Take it. Houston on the money line, they get a revenge in a back to back spot, which is you know a favorable spot for most teams in the NBA. So, yeah,
0: yeah, Rockets have been actually really good in the first half. Um, and that's where I was kind of looking at this game for them. I mean, again, when you talk about tanking teams, um, they usually give it up in the second half, where again, the Rockets have not been a very good second half team, but at least at home this mm-hmm. season, 14 and seven against the spread in the first half. So, um I think they come out and play well. Like you mentioned, they've been really good at home, at least against the spread. I mean, for a team that's, what, 10 and
1: 34? You Um, said 14 and 7 against the spread. Yeah, in the first half. So how many of those do you think they were – what's that, 14, 7, that's 21? How many of those games do you think they were the doll? Oh, 19? Yeah, it's got to be like 19 or 20, right? Yeah, the only thing I – I don't have the number. I don't have the number in front of me. I'm just saying it's gotta be like 1920, maybe like somewhere around there. They're 13 and 8 on the money line in the first half at home this season. Yeah. So 13 I think yeah. and eight on the money line at home for a team that is 10 and 36. Which kind of yeah, tells you they're all about to
0: have fade them in the second half.
1: Yeah. I I that that just feels even way better. I mean, thirteen and eight. Over the season, that's really freaking good, man. And uh am trying to find some more numbers here. So
0: the first half money line is plus 155.
1: In the three and two. Three and two the last five games. Five and five on the money line. Last 10 games at home. Uh, let's see. Last three games, two and one. No, wait. That's on the road. My bad. Yeah, still two and one. So yeah, I mean, it feels it feels like a pretty good spot. To get to fade Minnesota. Get to fade Minnesota on the road. Get to fade Minnesota against a worse team. It, yeah. it, it just feels like a good spot for me. Minnesota the last five games on the road in the first half. Looks like they're three and two, respectable. One and two last three games on the road. So. Yeah, they've yeah. been pretty
0: good on the road. Um, at least against Sprint in the first half. Um, but yeah, I just think that again, this is a spot again. The Rockets, like we mentioned, the numbers they've been playing well at home in the first half. So uh, that's the way I was looking in this game. Yeah, no, uh, I like that. Thoughts on the total here, Terrell? Currently seeing that at
1: two thirty-four and a half. I'm going under. Okay. Yeah, I'm going under. Uh, All right. Houston hasn't been it. willing, Houston hasn't been willing to speed the pace up mm-hmm. at all. And um, Minnesota has been trending towards the under majority of the season. Oh, that kinda, it seems like the stars are aligning. And normally when the stars align like that, it normally goes over. That's my only concern. What the That last game went under though, right? Yeah, what was it like? Let me check here. Because that's the same logic I had for the last game. Yeah, it went, It was at two forty. It went under. It went, and it was. It wasn't even close. Game finished at two seventeen. So yeah, that was my alignment for the last game. Mm-hmm. Maybe a six point line move. Is it enough still? I'm still gonna stick with under. I like backing the under with two teams playing each other, just because I expect them to understand what happened last game and try to correct it a little bit, and still. Not give up many points, so I wouldn't bet this one. But I mean, that last game came in at 217. Oh, uh, yeah. no, uh, yeah, I wouldn't bet it because I wouldn't be surprised if this went over. It just seems like six points wasn't enough.
0: Yeah, I mean, numbers don't even, I mean, the trends, at least for the totals, it's just significant. Uh, 11 and 11 on the road. For the Timberwolves, ten and eleven at home. Uh for the Rock as far as a total, eight and eleven as home underdogs, seven and five towards the over for Minnesota as road favorites. Sorry, uh actually they're six and four towards the under as road favorites. So mm-hmm. um yeah, I mean I don't have a huge take. I would probably still go with the under in this game. I'll probably have my
1: um, no sweat same game parlay out of this game. I like this game. Yeah. Uh player props. What are you looking at? Yeah, I mean, Jalen Green, Kenyon Martin Jr., Alfred Sangoon. I, I feel like with Kevin Porter Jr. out with potentially no Jabari Smith, like you should feel really confident about those three guys on the Rockets in this game.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it looks like the Rockets have finally started to play uh, through uh, Sangoon, um, which – I'm a triple double the night. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't blame you. Um He's really starting to turn it on for the Rockets now that they're actually running the offense through him or him being the focal point of this offense. Last game against the Minnesota Timberwolves, he had uh, 19 points, 16 rebounds, and only f- he fell three assists short. Uh, I know my guy Dream has been on um, his assist props. That's numbers at five and a half uh, currently. It is a little bit juiced at minus one thirty, but he's hit this in one, two, three, four, five, six games in a row for the Rockets. So. Um, with Kevin Porter Jr. missing, now the offense has kind of been going through him and Jalen I think Green. that's
1: crazy that his assist prop is at five and a half and his triple double prop is at 10 to 1.
0: Yeah, there's feels like a misprice there.
1: Yeah. Triple double should be higher. Like you're just assuming, yeah, you're just assuming he's going to get there. I mean, what what is, yeah, I mean, 10 plus assists plus 650. Like, I don't know. I feel like that they're, they're screwing you on the triple-double price. I think
0: I, if you build it, you might get a better odds.
1: Let me build it real quick. See if you can build it. I was
0: also it. looking at... That it just seems like BS. Yeah, Jalen Green here. Uh, at home, he's been the better score uh, versus... Or he's scoring more points at home versus the road. Uh, this season, 23.2 points per game at home for Jalen Green. I know he had a very bad game against the... Minnesota Timberwolves in their last game uh, in Minnesota, where he went three of thirteen and thirty-three minutes, only no, ended A good points.
1: price if you build it. I, I just, I don't know. I think it should be a little bit higher than ten to one. But all right, I'm with you on Jalen yeah. Green as well. Anything else for this game? No, uh, no, no. I'm all right. Yeah, I can't. I can't get on anything on Minnesota side of ball right now. I have to look a little bit later.
0: All right. Uh, all right, let's keep it uh rolling here. Next game on the schedule. We got the Charlotte Hornets in Utah to take on the Utah Jazz. Uh looking at the lines for this game. The jazz opened up as a <laughs> seven and a half point favorite. That number is at minus eight. Uh total opened up at 236. That number's actually been bet up to 239 and a half. Looking at the injury report for both of these teams for the Charlotte Hornets, LaMelo Ball is officially questionable here tonight. He's dealing with a left ankle and a right wrist injury. Cody Martin is doubtful. And Gordon Hayward is going to be back here tonight for the Charlotte Hornets. He is, oh
1: yes, the injury report. Oh yeah, <laughs> uh, <laughs> thank you, thank you. I was almost. Hey, go ahead. I'm sorry. Keep going. Keep no, going.
0: you're good. And then for Utah Jazz, pretty clean injury report. Uh, Kelly Olynyk uh, still looking to recover from that left ankle sprain. Uh, you want to start with player props, or you want to start with the side?
1: Yeah, yeah. No, I'll give you a. I already great know where you're going with the break side. Breakdown. Yeah, I'll give you a great breakdown of the side. Uh, um, minus eight. Go ahead. It's at eight. Yeah, that's it. That's okay. All right. Well, I mean, I, I don't know what to say. Nothing else say, nothing else do but tell you that is Charlotte plus eight Charlotte on the money line. Come on, I'm getting Gordon Hayward back. Now they go from being a horrendous team to a what's worse? Like, okay, atrocious. What was it? Yeah, People no, playing worse like worse or better, better, like slightly. Okay, so you know, you got all this stuff. You got whale poop, and then you got the Charlotte Hornets. <laughs> with Gordon Hayward, the Charlotte Hornets are right above the whale poop. Not much. Not much. They're like, if this is the whale poop, Charlotte Hornets are right there with Gordon Hayward. Without them, then there's them down here. With with Gordon Hayward, right above the whale poop. If not, right below. All the way down here. Because they they are terrible. Absolutely horned However, for some reason, they play better with Gordon Hayward. I don't know. I don't think Gordon Hayward does that much anymore. I think he's a little bit washed. But with Gordon Hayward, right above the wheel pool. So I'm getting that. Plus, Utah is a favorite. And probably nobody touching Charlotte, except for, you know, our clients that know that we're going to bet Utah against Utah as a favorite no matter what, no matter who they're playing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Charlotte plus eight. Sprinkle on the money line. And the return
0: of Gordon Hayward to Utah.
1: Oh, yeah. Plus 250. Man, give me a Hayward. Double double. Oh, wow. You're wild. I wasn't <laughs> going to go that crazy. <laughs> but I was going to say maybe an over on his assist prop because I did think the assist prop was going to be pretty good. I thought it was over If, if, if,
0: if Melo doesn't prop. go here tonight, then he should be running the offense, don't you think?
1: Yeah, for the most part. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Let me see if I can.
1: And Melo, like, huh, I. LeVar taught them boys a lot of things, but he ain't let me tell them boys to be drinking a milk every morning or drinking freaking protein something to keep them from freaking getting injured every two seconds. He taught them boys a lot of stuff, yeah. but he could not teach them boys how to stay healthy. <laughs> All right, yeah, um, I'm on assist prop with Gordon Hayward, especially if Lamelo doesn't go. That's probably why the props aren't up because we're waiting on. Yeah, phone.
0: yeah, yeah. That's exactly what it is. Um, let's just get to the total here. Um, I mean, I can't look anywhere but the over in this game, even though it is a big number at 239 and a half. I mean, both yep. these defense have just been terrible a, horrendous uh over for both of us, I think. And again, three-point defense hasn't been very good either for both these teams. Charlotte, number 26, uh-huh. as far as makes allowed. Jazz, number 29, just in front of the Houston Rockets, as far as makes allowed per game. So I think we'll see some pace here. I think we'll see some efficient offense, especially for the Hornets with Gordon Hayward being back there. Um, if he's not making shots, he can definitely a great passer which kind of leads to what terrell's saying about the assist here tonight for gordon hayward as well so Mm -hmm. um do love that i think this might be a big game for Laurie marketing as well uh the dude has just been on fire uh ever since the season started but over the last five games here terrell um Mm -hmm. lorry marketing 26 points per game 11.8 rebounds he's shooting 51.5 percent from three-point land um I saw his three point prop over three and a half at plus one hundred five, so I really like it at plus odds. But any other player? Props I don't you know like if I'm on
1: his, I don't think I'm on his threes tonight. Okay, points just because. Yeah, yeah, I think I'm on points. I don't think I'm on threes tonight. Just because that last game with the Nets. If you watched that game, and I did, trust me. Hmm. The Nets left him like they just said we're leaving. Lori wide open from the three point land, and you know when they rotated over, it was always the guy that was on lo- Lori that uh, rotated. Mm-hmm. And so he was able to cash a lot of easy three pointers. I don't think I'm on three point prop today. I think he comes back a little bit closer to the mean than that six for 10 performance. But Walker Kessler definitely bounced yes. back game for Walker Kessler this game. Two for six, two six, one for four from the field uh, last game. I think this is an excellent bounce back spot for him on the boards, able to score. But going up against Mason Plumlee, you're not really terrified of that matchup. He and Plumlee probably have pretty decent games on the board today. So, yeah, I like Walker Kessler.
0: Yeah, I was looking for maybe an alt rebounds for Kessler. I think there's a possibility we could get 15-plus, but I don't see it right now. Uh, yeah, who, didn't,
1: I mean, didn't uh, – what's his name have 20 against the Hornets? Um, what's the old buddy' name? Um, uh, Sabonis. Sabonis had 20. Against the Hornets.
0: Yeah, let me see. I, I know so. uh, Kessler had twenty-one against the uh, Minnesota Timberwolves a couple games ago.
1: Yeah, I see Columbus twelve. I see twelve rebounds at plus one ten. I see fourteen at plus two forty. I see sixteen at five to one. Probably could get some better odds at another book, but yeah, I would probably ladder that up for sure. For yeah, Kessler. I think he, I think he has a bounce back game on the boards, so one hundred percent.
0: Uh, all right. Anything else for this game? No, let's keep it moving. All right, uh, two games left on the schedule. Let's go to the San Antonio Spurs headed to Portland to take on the Blazers here tonight. Uh, this line opened up in favor of the Blazers at minus nine. The numbers have been bed down to minus eight. Total opened up at 240. That number is still sitting at around 240 and a half. Starting to see some 241s pop up as well. Uh, looking at the injury report for the San Antonio Spurs. Uh, Devin Vassell continues to be out. Everybody else is a go. Portland did play last night, so no injury report for them yet uh, coming mm. off of that loss against the Lakers. Um, but, Terrell, let's start with the side here. Minus, let's call it minus eight in favor of the Portland Trailblazers hosting the San Antonio Spurs.
1: Well, I think my favorite play here is the first half over over 123. I know it's okay. a high number, but... I just expect Portland to come out here just man on a mission, pissed off. You should never get, you gave a game away. Like a a really bad team that's struggling for a win, whether it's on the road at home, it seems like they can only beat Dallas at home nowadays. They're struggling for a win and you gave a game away. Mm -hmm. I don't think they do that tonight. I think that they go out there. It's a battle. I'm sure the Spurs probably give them a game for maybe a little bit, but, I think that the scoring regression that they had last night in the second half is an indicative overall. Yeah. Uh, And this is a spot where nobody's going to be laying eight with Portland. I don't think anybody I see right now, 86% of the money is on San Antonio. So I don't think anybody's laying anything with Portland. And that's where I like to get these teams at by, you know, you know, Buy low spots. I love yep. to catch these teams that buy low spots, especially teams that are talented to score the basketball with how bad the Spurs are defensively. Mm-hmm. Like, there, there could easily be 20 points from Dane, Grant, and Simons all for in this game. Super easy. So, um, yeah, give me Portland minus eight. I think that they, they right the ship from yesterday, especially a very, very embarrassing loss where they put up what 40 points in that second half. Yeah,
0: they actually scored 71 in that first half uh yesterday against the Lakers or yeah, I think it was 71. Um but again, like you mentioned, San Antonio's defense just has not been very good. I mean, that's no secret there. Um they're giving up let's see here 61.6 in the first half. They've been a little bit better in the first half over the last 3 games where they've they're 59.7, but again, um Portland, they've won both of the matchups this season against the San Antonio Spurs rightfully mm-hmm. so. Um, 128, 112, and then 117, 110. Uh, in uh, actually on their home floor, so um, you're right. I think that they they come out in the first half, I think they score a lot of points. I think I know it is a big number at 64, but I think still think that this is a team that can put up 125, 130 plus here tonight against the San Antonio Spurs. Um, I, I really don't have an opinion on the side just because Portland just has not been playing very well. Uh, this is a game where you we talk about those get right spots. This is probably it for Portland where they just come out and just take their frustrations on the out on the San Antonio Spurs team. But I, I, I agree that you'll see a lot of points being put up in this game uh, mm-hmm. for sure. Um, player props in this game, Terrell?
1: Yeah, I mean, I talked about it. I think you're going to see some scoring, especially on the Portland side of the ball here. Give me a – oh, I'm definitely in the wrong game. That's why I was confused. But, yeah, give me a – I see I, – uh, let's go with Grant tonight. I think this is a pretty nice spot for Grant. And just, I don't, I don't like the interior defenders for San Antonio. I think Grant's going to have an easy time getting to the rim, getting what he's looking for inside, being able to post up down low and just be able to make a quick first move and get to the rim. So yeah, I'll take uh, Jerome and Grant over 20 and a half tonight. Uh, I do like Simon's here tonight. Um, both of the
0: matchups this season against Portland, he has 23 in each of those games he's also knocked down five three-point shots in both of those games i'm currently seeing his three-point prop at three and a half at plus 115. um you know we talked about some of the teams that have not been very good defending the three-point line San um they're about league average but again over the last 10 games at least but a season long they just have not been very good um pretty much at anything as far as defending um last 10 games team percentage they're allowing 41.6 which is dead last so i think you'll see you know jeremy grant three-point shots um like i mentioned uh anthony simon's here tonight as well look for dame as well so i just think that it's gonna be a big offensive game like you mentioned there terrell against the uh spurs here tonight uh jeremy grant the two games this season 29 and 18 um in those two games, 8 of 14 combined in the, from the three-point line in both of those games. So, um, yeah, uh, yeah, they should okay. be firing on all cylinders. Uh, anything else for this game, Troll before we get to the last one? No, no. Let's move on to the last one. All right, last game of the night is going to be the Memphis Grizzlies in Sacramento here tonight to take on the Kings. Uh, This line opened up in favor of the Memphis Grizzlies at minus three and a half. That number's actually been bet down to minus one and a half. Uh, Total opened up at 243 and a half. That number has been ballooned up to 247. I think this is probably the highest total that we have seen all season. Uh, looking at the injury report for both of these teams, pretty clean for the San- uh, Sacramento Kings. Everybody is a go. Memphis did play last night in uh, Phoenix where they did take the loss 112, 110. Did come down to the wire, but Phoenix did get the victory there. Now you have Memphis uh, in Sacramento here tonight, taking on the Kings trail. Uh, let's call it minus one and a half in favor of the Memphis Grizzlies.
1: Yeah, I am going with my Grizzlies in this one. I, I'm I'm going with my Grizzlies, man. It this is a short number. It makes me hesitant because Memphis actually hasn't been as good as against the Western Conference as you think they should, especially with how good Sacramento's been at home this season. You know, like the beam we talk about it all the time. But beam beam's out of control tonight. I don't think the beam's gonna work tonight. I think that <laughs> you're gonna have some technical difficulties there with the beam tonight. Memphis knows that they gave one away against the Lakers. They know they sick, they fell to the one that gave one away against the Lakers. And defensively, Me- Memphis is still a really good team. You're sitting here looking at what Sacramento does well in their 10th in the NBA in terms of points inside the paint. Well, Memphis is coming in at opponents' points in the paint at last five games, third in the NBA. So they're not giving up any points on the inside. They're actually defending the entire length of the court pretty well. I think that Memphis, how they score inside the paint, number one team inside the paint. Sacramento's been horrendous at guarding inside the paint. I think Memphis is going to get whatever they want. I'm on a big John Morant game here, mm-hmm. and I know they're coming off a of back-to-back where they got, you know, came came up short against Phoenix last night. And we probably should have talked about that in the beginning because that's a loss that you just can't have. Like you just can't have a loss like that. But, you know, it's these upper echelon of, I won't even say upper echelon because it's the Suns and how they look now. They don't look that good right now. But the Suns and Memphis, they have back and forth, just like Memphis and Golden State have back and forth. I don't think that's enough for me to sit here and fade Memphis again on the road here laying one and a half. So uh, I'm going to take Memphis here. I think this is a pretty decent spot for them to to get a bounce back spot against Sacramento. (laughs)
0: Yeah, I'm, I don't think does Look Ahead worry you that they have Golden State on deck on Wednesday?
1: In Memphis or in Golden State.
0: It's in Golden State. They're on a they're currently on a on a road trip, the West Coast road trip.
1: I mean, yeah, I guess it does slightly, but I mean, huh, you just lost that loss again like you're already kind of kicking yourself with that loss last month against mm-hmm. the Suns, and now you just lost against the Suns, no DeAndre Ayton. Uh, and they're a pretty heavy favorite in that one too. Like this, I just think it's too much of an overcorrection. How do you go from a seven-point favorite in LA to an eight-point favorite in Phoenix, and now you're going to Sacramento and you're down to one and a half? Like I think it's just too much of an overcorrection there because they lost the last two games, and yeah. they're they're a better team than that. Like everybody has their struggles, and I think that you know, they went from winning, what, 11 straight, was it? Mm-hmm. 11 straight to losing the last two games. Like, I think yeah. that's a little bit of an overcorrection for them to be a minus-one-and-a-half-point favorite. So that's why I feel pretty pretty solid about Memphis.
0: Yeah, they, they have actually won eight out of the last nine games against the uh, Sacramento Kings, have the Memphis Grizzlies. I know the two matchups this season, uh, they lost one back on November 22nd.
1: In Memphis, I believe.
0: Yeah, that was in Memphis 113-109 and then another game they avenged the loss on New Year's Day 118-108 where they did get the victory there. Now they head to Sacramento where they have won one, two, three, four four games in a row in Sacramento. That dates back all the way to 2021. So uh, yeah, you would think there's a big bounce back spot. I think John Moran should have a big game here tonight. Um, Stephen Adams on the boards is what I'm something also looking at as well. Um, but as much as I have liked Sacramento, I think that defensively, what you mentioned that Grizzlies are the number one defensive rated team, I believe in the association so far this season. So I think that they'll step up defensively and they'll make enough, uh, they'll definitely get their points because Sacramento number one plays at a high pace. And again, they don't defense right now. I think they're well below league average in that category as well. Um, on the total here, Terrell. Highest total we've probably seen all season, currently sitting at 246 over on win bet.
1: Um uh, what was the what was that total when Sacramento played? Cause I think the next highest total all season was one where they played the Lakers. I think and that went way, that, way under. Yeah, that was like 240. It closed at 244 and a half. It's yeah. really just Sacramento that's bringing all these totals. They have a total of 246 against the uh, Spurs. And that went over, that cleared over. I. What's
0: well, so the last two, the two games earlier this season didn't even touch 230. It was 222 and then 226, like the final scores combined.
1: I really think Memphis can get up defensively. In this game. I'm going to go under. I think Sacramento does it has a a dead spot at home. I think yeah. Memphis can get up defensively.
0: Yeah, I think the one over that if you may want to play, maybe the sorry the uh, Memphis team total to go over. It is a big yeah. number at 124, but. Prior to the games, uh, the two games this season, the previous games have scored 125, 127, 124, 128. So uh, I think there's a possibility where Memphis just gets whatever they want offensively in this game.
1: Um, I mean, the pro- last few games, they yeah. given up 129 to Philly, yep. 113 to OKC, 111 to the Lakers, 119 to Sacramento, uh, 114 to Houston, 115 to Houston, was that 111 to Orlando, 136 to the Lakers. So they they kept they kept some – I think they kept the bottom teams under that number. So you're mm-hmm. looking at Lakers haven't gotten there. Uh, they got there once, but they haven't gotten there the last time. OKC didn't get there. Sacramento – not Sacramento, but San Antonio didn't get there. Houston didn't get there. Orlando didn't get there. But Memphis is something else, and Philly put yep. up 129. So, yeah, I'm with you. Let's – You know, it's a high number, but I think we're in a good spot with Memphis. All right. Uh, Player props. Ja. Okay. Yeah, I'll take. I feel comfortable with Ja on the back-to-back and how much they give on the inside and to the painted area. Uh, Ja and Brandon Clark for me. About Steven Adams, I
0: like, uh, or sorry, to go back to the point to Ja Morant. Uh, I mean, you're spot on 34 (laughs) and 35 in the two matchups this season. Uh, against the Sacramento Kings. Um I'm looking at Stephen Adams in this game, his rebounding prop. He had 23, I believe, in the last matchup against the Kings, let me double check that. Um Yeah, 11 points, 23 rebounds in the prior game this season. Um 16 rebounds. So again, we've talked about really no size inside for the Sacramento Kings. Oh. Um I think that sabona should be able to dominate on the boards here tonight. So, um yeah, I definitely do, do love Jaw here tonight as well. Uh, just, let me see what his number is.
1: It was at 26 and a half last night because I remember betting it.
0: Yeah, it's, at 20, it's up to 28 and a half right now, but I still like it. I think he gets 30 plus here tonight. And then Stephen Adam rebounds 11 and a half at minus 125. I'll still take the over on that. Uh, anything else for this game, Terrell? No, let's go. All right. Time for our lock and dog here for the Monday schedule. Uh let me start with my lock. Um, where do we go here? For my lock. Like a lot of player props here tonight, but you know what? Give me give me Chicago. Chicago Bulls minus one. Or just play the money line, minus one fifteen. Um, it is a weird scheduling spot for them coming back from Paris, but they've had, you know, the weekend, um, to kind of get acclimated again, it might take a little bit longer, but again, this Atlanta team, we talked about how this is their fifth game in eight nights, I believe. Um, and I don't trust Atlanta on the road here. I think Chicago should be able to take care of business here tonight. Um, as a one point favorite, like we mentioned, they've been doing well against teams that are above 500 this season. Atlanta does fit into that category. I'll take the Chicago Bulls here tonight. Minus one, uh, minus one fifteen on the money line. Uh for my dog <clears throat> Rockets first half on the money line. I like that in this game. We talked about how good they have been at home, especially in that first half. Uh, 14 and 8. I think we said against the number and mm-hmm. then the money line was uh I think, what 13 and 7? at home this season let me double check
1: that money line was 13 and yeah 13. 14 and eight, 13 and is that 13 and 8 on yeah the money 13 line. 8 so. yeah and you know we talked about how it's the back-to-back
0: games uh against the same opponent usually just the, the team that loses usually gets up for that second game uh to kind of even the series but i think the the rockets have been really good in the first half so i, I think it was plus 158 currently over on win bet for the Houston Rockets in the first half, so I will make that my dog here tonight. Terrell, what do you got for us?
1: All right, going back to Memphis on the back-to-back. In Memphis, on the money line, minus 118. I'll lay a little bit of extra juice, eight cents of extra juice just for a money line play, Keep me from a one-point win. I do think Sacramento will be competitive in this game, but I'm ultimately sticking with my guys in Memphis for my lock. And for my dog... Uh, I it. think I don't want to give out the Utah play because at, at this point everybody knows that I'm I'm playing that every day. I, I think I'm gonna just go with you and we'll have the same dog. Double dog it tonight. All give right. me the Rockets first half. That that's just thirteen and eight is really good for a team that <laughs> has only 10 wins on the season. I mm-hmm. mean, they they're winning the first half more than they're winning actual games in the season. Yep. They have more wins at home in the first half, That mean, that is. So, yeah, I'm with you. I'll back them in the first half tonight, especially against the Minnesota squad that I think will definitely be a little bit flat after getting a win at home against yep. the same team. So, yeah, let's do it.
0: All right. Uh So, double dog here tonight for myself and Terrell. Uh Rockets first half money line. Hopefully we can get that across the board. And then lock for Terrell. He's taking Memphis. Uh, tonight against Sacramento Kings and then for my lock, Chicago Bulls on the money line against the Atlanta Hawks. All right, that's gonna do it for this edition of the NBA gambling podcast. Terrell, anything else you want to get off your chest before we get out of here, my man?
1: Uh no, man. Nothing nothing important, you know. I, I I'm hundred percent locked into the NBA now. So you don't got to worry about me at NFL anymore. You know, if you know, you know, we're not going to say anything else on that. But you don't have to worry about me at NFL anymore. Uh, I'm 100% locked into the NBA for the rest of the season. So let's make some cash. Yes, sir. Um, Yeah, make sure to follow Terrell on Twitter.
0: At really rail underscore underscore, Follow me on Twitter at SportsNerd824. Make sure to like uh, the live stream right now. And if you haven't already, subscribe to the NBA Gambling Podcast YouTube channel. Uh, you'll know when we go live every single day, Monday through Friday. And then again, follow us on Twitter at SGPNNBA. And if you've missed the pod, you haven't gotten a chance, just make sure to go over to the website, SportsGamblingPodcast.com. Hit that NBA tab. You'll see our picks put up there. Um, f- uh, courtesy of Tally Site. So make sure to uh, check us out on of our sorry all of our picks there as well. All right, uh, Scott, Terrell, no oh, sorry, Scott, myself, and Delante will be back tomorrow for the Tuesday games, and then Terrell and Scott will be there for the Wednesday games uh, as usual. So again, usually try to go around eleven Eastern every single day for you guys. All right, good luck with your bets. Let's break these books off and let. It ride.
1: Basket.